Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello again, and welcome back to the Self-Love for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I am so happy you're here today because we have another amazing girlfriend chat with my friend, Deb. Say hey, Deb. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) And today... (laughs) Sorry, I'm so happy to be here. Deb's really happy. (laughs) I I love these, you guys, like, I don't know if you guys like these episodes. I, I do get a lot of good feedback about them, but... I love our girlfriend chat episodes because it's just such a different fun format rather than me just kind of riffing on my own, which I do love doing, Um, you know, or, or like a floorball interview where we're promoting our guests. So I love, love these episodes. And today we're talking about leaving it alone and I'm going to let Deb kind of explain, and then we're just going to like, see where this takes us. (laughs) Always do this, right? We're like, let's just see what we talk about. Recording, let's see what happens. Um, No, yeah, no. So I have just a short, short story of, um, and you know what, when this was actually happening, because this happened on New Year's Eve, I didn't think about it until later. And then of course it all connected. So um, on New Year's Eve, um, I had a date over, it's just an old friend from a while ago. um, And he, (laughs) he was cooking. No, he's cool. He was, um, he was cooking for me. Ironically, side note, more people have cooked on my stove than myself. So I anyway, love that. So it's always <laughs> great. I'm like, cool. You want to cook? Great. Do it. Um, so he was cooking for me and, um, you know, he was making filet mignon. Um, I think some Brussels sprouts, mashed potato. He was just, he was just cooking on the stove top. Yeah. I do not cook. I put all my shit in the microwave or I just <laughs> assemble. So I'm watching him cook and, um, I'm trying, I try to take mental notes whenever I watch someone cook because I'm like, I need to do, I just need to do this. I need to cook. That looks amazing. This tastes amazing. How do you do it? And, um, especially with red meat. Oh God, girl, like I, no, there's no way (laughs) I, I burned a Turkey burger patty on my stovetop on Thanksgiving. Like, how do you mess that up? I don't know. And I had to make it because I wasn't feeling good. I thought I had COVID. So I stayed home. I didn't go home for Thanksgiving. So anyway, long story short, that's, going back to my original story. So I'm watching him cook and he's making the meat. And I just, I literally asked him like, how do you do that? Like, what is, what's your secret? I think I said, what's your secret? Something like that. And, um, he not verbatim, but he said something along the lines of, you know, when you're cooking, the best thing to do is to leave the shit alone. Like, don't mess with it. Like it's going to cook because it's, but he was talking about the meat specifically. And he literally just like, didn't even touch it, was doing other things, barely touched the Brussels sprouts. He's just sipping the wine. He's just- like, <laughs> I mean, that's the hardest part about cooking is really focusing on your glass of wine. Right? <laughs> that's, that, that's my favorite part. <laughs> so, and anyway, so in the moment, I didn't really, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I just, that for, for whatever reason, obviously it was for good reason that stuck in my head. So later I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, just leave the shit. So anyway, that whole analogy just like came back to me. Um, cause in my brain, sometimes I'm always like, how do I fix this? What do I do? Like, how do I, 
how am I going to make this better and make with this- like life stuff, not cooking. We're not talking about cooking anymore. Oh yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I gonna this. Still going to throw shit in the microwave. I don't think I'm going to actually do that anytime soon. But yeah, life stuff. Um, anyway, and that that saying for some reason that just came in my brain of him saying that, and I'm just like, maybe I just need to leave it alone then <laughs> and let mm. it be, just let things play out and just like lean into that, like. Maybe me trying to fix it will make it worse. I'm going to fucking burn the meat if I keep moving it. And like, you know, like I'm I'm going to try to get my hands dirty in it. So maybe I just need to let it be. So that's, that, that is just, that was a mind blowing thing for me at the time. Cause I just, and for me personally, so I'm a teacher. So just right now, the world of education is insane. Um, I don't want to call it a shit show, but sometimes it is. <laughs> it's it's just really hard right now. Um, just coming back from the pandemic and just kids coming from distance learning and there and now COVID. We have so many absences right now. It's insane. We don't have any teachers. We have a My shortage goodness. everywhere. And I know, and everyone can relate to their own jobs. Like no one's working right now. It's crazy. Oh yeah, like my sister. Um, you know, she has a newborn and well, she's got three kids, but she has a newborn right now. And the newborn, um, their daycare was like, Hey, um, <laughs> we, you can't bring your kid here this week because there were like two teachers that had COVID. Um, and then he was getting a test and they were like, but you still have to pay, which I was like, okay, that would be cool if I did that with, you know, <laughs> but I had done that with a store. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Hey, um, I know you bought clothes, but like, I'm not going to send them to you. <laughs> So you're going to pay anyway, but you don't but get you're gonna pay. Like, how does that work? You know, but yeah, like, so she, my yeah. sister has two jobs, two businesses. She cleans houses. Um, and then she flips houses, which is very separate. She's not flipping the houses. She's cleaning necessarily. <laughs> um, and so she has this baby strapped to her body while she's cleaning. Oh, that's hilarious. What is she going to do? You know? And I'm like, I'm like, this is yeah. a mess, but go on. It, it's a mess. No. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Like point, like, you know, that's exactly my point. Um, and so just my mind has been just going miles per second, trying to, in my brain, come up with alternative like solutions, like how, how, and not, and you know, for me in my classroom personally, like, how can I make this better for them? But also just in general, I'm like, who the hell is responsible for this? Like who, what higher up because teachers were always gripe about the higher up, like district people and the people who haven't stepped foot in a classroom since, mm. since God knows when. And we're like, cool, they're making all of our decisions. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just thinking like, what, you know, if I were that higher up person, what could I do? How do I fix this? What do these kids need? Um, and then, you know, of course, I try not to let my brain sit in that negativity for too long. Cause it's like, what's, you know, no, what's the point. And then I think to myself, like maybe things just need to be like, maybe they need to progress as they are. Like mm-hmm. maybe the struggle needs to happen. Like why not lean into the struggle? Why, you know, it, it was evident, like our kids our our own kids in the fall, um, you know, back in August, literally from August to freaking December before break, they were so resisting. Like the resistance was strong. Like they like were fighting. They didn't want to be in class. Like mm. these are high school kids, like just like not wanting to like, just so resisting. And, um, and I think they needed that struggle. Um, already it's only the second week of school right now we're recording. It's in January. Um, and we're already seeing a little bit of a calm Nice. Now, granted, we do have a lot of absences. 
because of sickness. So I don't know, maybe that could be it too. But um, anyway, looking back, I'm like, I think all that needed to happen. Um, Ah. I think that a solution maybe didn't need to like happen like that, like in my brain. I think we just needed to leave it and just, you know, do what leave we it alone. Just leave that just shit alone. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it. And that, and that can apply to anything and anything relationships too. Some I'm, I'm a fixer in relationships as well. I just got out of a, you know, just a very short-term relationship a few months ago. It was new and um, you know, it didn't work out and, you know, for the better and for a good reason, but throughout it, I was trying to fix it and I was trying to Mm. fix him. And I'm like, I need to just let him go. I need to let it be, leave it alone. Like I, you know, it's just, I'm, it's when I think people need to let things be whatever it is when you are putting way too much energy, way too much emotional output, way too much whatever. And then, you know, as we circle back to the main point of almost all of our conversations, it's not serving you anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's so much wisdom in in that and like in realizing that, you know, like there's so much intelligence, so much wisdom there because there is like a lot of us have the need to control. Mm -hmm. And when, and when things, especially, you know, I think, I think COVID and this, this whole like last couple of years, none of this shit has been really within our control, right? It's, it's way bigger than us. Um, And I think that it's so easy to get caught up in the the minutia, like in that like little like I gotta fix, I gotta fix, I gotta control, um, yep. you know, so that way you don't feel untethered, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so, it's almost like this like I'm kind of floating through outer space feeling, and I need to grab onto something solid, so yeah. I feel like I have a purpose, I am useful, and like I have a hand in how things go because I I have no control. And, and trying to fix something that you can't, right? right? Like yeah. is, um, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time doing that, mm-hmm. trying to Absolutely. fix something that's beyond your control, things mm-hmm. you cannot change. <laughs> totally a control thing. I hate, hate, hate to admit it because I'm always like, I don't, I'm not a control freak. I'm not, that's not me. That's not, but I'm like, wait. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Of course I'm a fucking control freak. <laughs> That's just what I do. I control what my kids do. I control like, you know, they're supposed to, and I'm good at it. I'm good at, you know, yeah. being bossy, I guess. That's, that's been an evolution for me. <laughs> I think it's, it's also a lot about being attached to outcomes, right? Yeah. Like we, we attach ourselves to an outcome. Like when we watch a movie or like a, a TV series, right? And when like the plot line, when things start to go away that we don't want them to go and we're like, no, because <laughs> we're attached mm-hmm. to this like outcome that we've already decided in our head, like how things are going to go. And when, you know, the writers obviously had a different idea, it's like, yeah. it can be like kind of jarring or, yeah. um, you know, just being attached to the way things are supposed to work out as right. according to what we believe, like mm-hmm. it's supposed to, it needs to work out this way. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, you know, a lot can happen inside of our system. Like we can feel sad, like depressed, you know, because we've tried yeah. so hard to like control this outcome and then it didn't end up the way that we wanted it to. And now everything's gone to shit. Mm-hmm. But like you said, just accepting it for what it is and letting, leaning into it, leaning into the struggle. Right. As yeah. humans, our brain, you know, we're still, we're still working with this like four million year old lizard brain that just only cares about survival, you know, and to our brain, pain is the worst possible thing ever. It does not want to experience pain. And so instead of experiencing pain, 
will suffer because we numb, we shove down, we grip on and try to control it. Like we're not just letting it be what it is and explain letting our feelings come through. Like this sucks, like letting something just suck. Right. And be yep. like, you know, and be like, this is painful. This sucks. And I hate this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and letting yourself have those feelings. Yep. I love it. And just letting it like, just feel the feels and leaning into that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now I'm currently doing dry January. And <laughs> <laughs> Why have I never even heard of this until this year? And suddenly it's like, I'm, I'm hearing about it everywhere. And I'm like, why? It's really funny because I, so I did, I, so, okay. Go, going back to New Year's Eve, I did not feel great the next two days. Um, mm. and, and, and you know what, over break, you know, since I'm a teacher, I get those two weeks off, which has been great. I swear to God, I think I, you know, I drank every single day and of course I'm not, you know, knocking anyone who likes to drink. I got a wine. Look, I'm, you can see my wine. I got wine right there next. <laughs> anyway, like, so I love throwing back a drink. I love beer. I love wine. So, but I just felt like shit. I was just like, I mean, I'm drinking way too much. And, um, you know, it's just my body signaling something to me. Totally. Like wake I'm 34. I don't like waking up in the middle of the night feeling like shit. Anymore. I don't like, I don't, I do not enjoy that. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather stay dry for a few days and reset my body. So I decided to, okay, the January, you know, the first couple of days of January, let me no drinking. Let me see how I feel. And, you know, I'm scrolling through social media and one of my friends said dry January. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Like, okay, if you're doing it, okay, maybe I can try it. Maybe I'll feel better. Let me try to do it. So I haven't been, I, I've been half a month now without any alcohol. It was funny because I was at a <laughs> I was at a brewery last night with my girlfriends and I did not have any beer. I just had pizza and it was so, so sad. It was so sad. I was there, so- I'm going to, I'm going to have to find these posts to send them to you because there've been like a couple of like funny, like skit videos of like, I'm doing dry January and it's like literally like 15 minutes in. And then it's like, well, wine doesn't really count. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, count. but, but I, I've noticed in with the whole leaning into it thing when I'm feeling a certain way, you know, and I, and I do like to numb my feelings with alcohol. I'd rather, <laughs> like, me and my coworkers after a long day of drinking, we're like, God, we need a beer. That was long, such a- after a long day of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after a long drink. day of drinking, I need a beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, so, so I like to, I am, I do, I'll admit it. Like I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to talk about my feelings sometimes, nor do I want to feel my feelings sometimes. And so I'll drink just to try to like get in a giggly space and just in a goofy, like whatever, just enough to like want to just zone out. And so this month I've been like, oh shit. And and no one's forcing me to do this. It's my, I'm trying, I'm trying to challenge, you know, it's like a challenge for myself, by the way, my coworkers are like, you have to challenge yourself not to drink alcohol, Deb. <laughs> That's not good. And I'm like, like, hey, it's fine. Whatever. Worry um, about yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. And so, um, but anyway, so now I'm like, okay, cool. I want to drink it. So I, anyway, so I'm forcing, so it forces me to lean into like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. I just need to go with it. Just lean in. And so it's been a good lesson. That's been a good thing for me so far. Yeah. Like personally. Um, and so that's another reason why this kind of topic kind of. Well, I, and this is what I would honestly like tell my clients, right? Like the fact that you're aware that you're using alcohol to numb your feelings is good. <laughs> like some first step is accepting. What is it? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but it's like, it's First good though, because you have a problem. <laughs> to admit you have a problem. No, it doesn't have to necessarily be a problem, okay. but yeah, you know, I, I love one of the biggest things that I teach is awareness and mm. it's about being aware. Right. And so when you go from mindlessly numbing yourself and just drinking, you know, like in numbing and, and not like, there's no real awareness there. Um, and moving into like a, huh, I'm going to do this and I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, I, th- that's a beautiful thing. There's awareness there. And I always, you know, tell my clients, like, it's not about the drinking. It's not about the thing that you're doing, right? It's about the intention behind it. And so when, if you have, you know, a super shitty day and you're just like, I just don't want to feel my feelings and I'm just going to like get drunk, like, or I'm going to have, you know, two glasses of wine, even just two glasses of wine or a glass of wine, the intention behind it is to numb, is to not feel, right? And if you could have the exact same a glass of wine or two glasses of wine and be like, you know what? I would really like to enjoy this. So that's what I'm going to do, you know? And it's the intention behind it, but I am. And also, you know, leaning in and moving through, like I was actually just talking to a client today about anger um, because, you know, like anger Mm -hmm. is considered a negative feeling and it's bad. And so we were talking about it and he used the words, you know, to get rid of it. Hmm. Um, because I, I always recommend, like, I've got like a whole list of ways, um, to, you know, invite my clients to move through their anger, to express their anger and like in a healthy way. Right. Um, and so we were talking about that and then he was like, well, so like basically blah, 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 and then get rid of it. And I was like, we're not getting rid of it. (laughs) We are feeling the full extent of it and we are releasing it and we're moving through the anger. So when you get to the other side of it, it's, mm-hmm. then you can release it. It's not just like, just let it go. Just let it go. Don't be mad. You know, just let it go. It's like, no, we got to move through it in order for it to let it go. And that's right. the thing. Just leave it alone. Like not just leave it alone and ignore and shove it down, but like, just leave it yeah. alone in the sense of like, let it, let's let it be here. Let's yeah. honor it and, and allow ourselves to have it right. and move through it. So then we can release it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just the same, like plugging all that, what you said into the analogy of the cooking, uh, leave it alone, but you don't walk away from it. You're going to burn the house. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like walk away from it. you got to be there and watch it. But um, I work very well with analogies. That's so good though. It's so good. I might be using this. I might be using this in a session. (laughs) Do Do it. Everyone can use it. It's great. No, I swear to God. I just, and the funny thing is, sorry, another tangent this guy that came here, fucking the randomest shit. I haven't seen him or talked. I haven't seen him in a year. Mm. We barely talked throughout the whole year. And, um, a few weeks before New Year's Eve, he's like, Hey, can I, cause he's not, he lives a few hours away. He's like, Hey, what are you doing for New Year's? And I'm like, Oh no shit. Nothing. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> intense. Like it like sidebar, like yeah. someone you haven't talked to in a long time. And like, you, right. and then you have a date on New Year's, like you, it's your Here. New Year's date. <laughs> Here is why I think everything happens for a reason, or most things do, because I never would have gotten that analogy if he didn't come down. <laughs> because my friends are like, why, what? When's the last time you talked to him? I'm like, I don't know, a few months ago. When's the last time you saw him? I don't know, a year ago. Like, he's coming down. I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. he's cool. Like, we're, we're just going to hang out. And so anyway, so 
that was the funny part of it. And for that to happen and for that to stick in my brain, I know was a reason. Cause like I said, <laughs> I just work, I work, my brain works best that way. If I'm given analogies and pictures of things, I get it, but yeah, I love but analogies. Like, oh, I love it. It's, I love them. The only way I can understand some things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, you can't, you know, let it be, but you got to like finish it. <laughs> got to take the food off and then, and then you can eat it and then it's good. And then, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, yeah, you're allowing it to be there, mm-hmm. right? You're giving it space. You're aware. You're aware of what's going on. You're aware of it. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, messing with it. Um, and then when it's ready, you're, you're taking it off the grill or whatever and, yeah. and moving on as opposed to like babysitting it, watching it over, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. It can burn. It can like whatever, you know? And so, yeah. And you're also not put like leaving it there and getting in your car and going out of the store and like <laughs> letting, fucking letting it burn and having your house, letting your house burn down. Exactly. Yeah. I just, some things you just need to leave it alone. And then like you said, work through it and you have to, and just the whole thing of like, let it go. I swear to God, I've been saying that for years, like mm. in, you know, before recognizing, you know, just by listening to women such as yourself. And like, I have other podcasts that I listen to. I love a good, like self-recognition, self-love, mm. whatever episode. I love it because I, I've, I've already got, I'm, I'm, all, I'm over myself. I don't care. I'll admit that like, oh shit, that's me. I need to work on that. <laughs> like, I don't care. I just All's out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Out me. And so it just, so it helps me. And so I love, um, so I love recognizing all of that, but I, yeah, the whole letting it go. And I've listened listening to, like I said, sorry, my brain listening to podcasts, you know, like yourself and some others, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, I need to work through it. Cause I was the let it go girl for a long mm. time, a long time. God, that's all I did was let shit go. And well, not- yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, are you really even letting it go? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no. yeah. It's, it's getting buried. It's getting uh-huh. shoved down, buried. You're piling stuff on top of it. You know, like hiding it in the back, <laughs> the back room, you yeah. know, and it, and it always comes up. And so, you know, like, like I was talking with this client, it was like, no, you know, he realized, um, and he had this like beautiful awareness, whereas like three months ago, we did not have this awareness. And he realized that he took it out, like his anger on the wrong people. Mm. He knew exactly what he was initially angry, frustrated with. And then it was like, all right, I got to go and I got to go do all this stuff. And so he just like got up and went and like it built and built and built. And then it was like, ah, you know? Um, and it was like, okay, how can we see things differently? How can we you know, keep that from happening because you kind of put it on a shelf, (laughs) but it was like a little ticking time bomb. Yeah. Right. And, and you can't just put it on a shelf and, you know, like the state, you can't leave a steak on the grill and go get in the car and drive down the street. Like you're going to come back to a burnt down house. (laughs) I'm always going to think of that now. I'm going to, it's so good, but you know, like you can't, you can't just like do that. So what are you going to do? Well, we got to, we got to be with it. Yeah. We're let ourselves have it. Let ourselves have that anger. Like you get off that phone call and you're super mad and very frustrated and you cannot control the situation. Right. How do we move through this so that when you are like with your kids later on, you're not like, you know, and they, and they do something kid-like that's frustrating. You're not, you don't like have like a overreaction. Right. Because you're, you're built up from 
Right. You know, all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm God, I'm so thankful for my friends because they know me so well because when something's irritating me, Mm. I'm, I'm, I rarely will just come out and just start venting and say it. Sometimes I will, but most of the time I won't. So my friends know my tone of voice. (laughs) I'm very chipper and I'm very just like upbeat and what up girl. Like I'm just like whatever, but they know as soon as they hear my voice, whether it's the phone or in person, they see my face. They're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. They're like, nope, tell me now. And, you know, so they get it out of me. So thank God, or else sometimes I wouldn't be able to voice, you know, that's how I move through it is talking. Yeah. It and, you know, that's a good way to do it. I mean, isolation for me too is good because then I have to force myself to go through it, you know, mm-hmm. in my own brain and to move through it. But um, yeah, it's just, or, or otherwise I would bury that shit sometimes. It's very easy to do. We, I, I think that it's easier to do than, than we realize just because we've been societally conditioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, to numb, shove right. things down, distract, keep busy. Like that's one, you know, I have friends who, when they're going through something, like they'll be like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm keeping busy. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't coach my friends. <laughs> I would love to. I've actually learned my lesson there because mm-hmm. I used to try to fix my friends. Um, mm-hmm. and I was not really good at holding space. Um, I came in with a sledgehammer and I'm like, this is what you're doing. This is what you need to do. This is why you're, this why this is why everything got fucked up, you know, like, and I would just come through, um, and it was, it was with so much love. Oh my God. There was so much love in it. And my intentions were so good because I love my friends so much. And I, like, I hated to see them in pain or hated to see them struggle, you know? And I, I came in fix. I couldn't let them, let them be alone. I couldn't leave that shit alone. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was, um, I came through with a sledgehammer. And so now, you know, with, with, you know, especially, you know, my sister, we talk every single day, but like, if she's like, Hey, can I get your advice? Or, or like, Hey, like, and she just calls me up to like vent. I'm like, do you want advice or do you just want me to like, listen, you know? And, and I am totally fine with just listening now because I understand, you know, holds holding space for people. Sometimes that's what they need. Um, and also, you know, coming to realize like when my sister does come to me, like when for quote unquote, advice. <laughs> she doesn't want my advice. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants me to validate what she's already decided to do. Right. And I've learned that from her. And so I kind of, now it's like, I kind of cheat. I kind of like figure out like, okay, where, you know, what she's leaning towards or like what she's wanting to do. And then I will like validate that for her. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, and it's not crazy stuff anymore. I mean, it used to be like, oh my God, no, please don't do that. But now, <laughs> you know, now I'm like, it's, you know, it's what you've decided is what you want to do. And like, you know, if that's, that's where you're at, like, yeah. yeah, I think you should do it. But I, I have absolutely ruined some relationships because I tried to fix people. Yeah. Um, and now I, I know better. Um, and of course, when I, when I'm, you know, in these like deep, deep relationships with my clients, like, Mm-hmm. my job is not to fix them, mm-hmm. you know, at all. Then, and, yeah. and not only is it not my job, but that's not what they need. Like right. they're not broken. They do not need to be fixed, you know? Right. right. So coming yeah. to that awareness is huge. <laughs> that is huge. Especially if you're a fixer, like you're, you, you want to help people. That's your yeah. whole philosophy, like bottom line. 
And you can't help but be like, oh, I see, I see what, let's <laughs> just that thing right there. Let me just, we need to fix that. But, but you're right. Um, you posted about it a while uh, recently, I think about how, um, you don't need to be fixed yeah. and you are. And I, and I true, I true, I, I love that so much because people, you go through things for a reason, like, oh my God, I was so messed up in worldly standards or whatever years ago. I mean, I'm still messed up every day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, I was way, I was in such like a sticky, several sticky situations years ago. And, um, looking back, I'm like, oh my God, like I was such a mess, but I had to go through that. Yeah. And, and thank God I had a friend. I did have friends. I had some who wanted to fix me obviously, cause they saw how I was and what I was going through. And of course you want your friends to be okay. Yeah. And I did. And I had some friends who to this day, they'll tell me, I knew you're going to be okay. So I just let you be not to say they just like left and we're like, okay, bye Deb. Like, good yeah. luck. Like, <laughs> they were, you know, checked in, were there for me. We're just listeners and we're yeah. just asking all the questions that I needed to answer for myself. Um, so I had, you know, so I think that is, I love, I love that you recognize that, especially as a coach, I'm sure that's so hard for you to do. It's not one of like, yeah. Know, and not was- anymore. Yeah. Like not anymore. I- like I, because I, I understand it now. Like I understand that one, it was a coping strategy of my own. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just be with someone going through shit. Gotcha. Right. Like I couldn't just let that be there. I had to fix it for them. And because it, it also like made me uncomfortable because I could see, you know, I'm, I'm a very intuitive person and I can like see very deeply into like what's going on with people. <laughs> they have no idea. Um, and, and so I had to learn like that for me was, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was something I was doing. That was almost like a coping strategy. Right. Um, and that like people are going to people, they're going to do what they do and they, they have got to walk their own path. And, and, you know, when people come to me to work with me, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's game on. Because when they're not working with me, when they're like maybe on the peripheral or they're listening to like this podcast or my stories, or we've had conversations and they're on the fence and they kind of want to work with me, but they're not sure. Or they don't know if they can commit or like, well, oh, gosh, that's expensive. Or like, they just don't pull the trigger. And I know that they so, so much would benefit from the work. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt they would. In the past, I'd be like, okay, come on, you can make it work. Like you've got to do that, you know, because I would want to help them so badly. It would almost come off like this, like desperate, like thing. And I have to watch that now. I have to be like, you know what? If this person never changes, Mm -hmm. if this person never does the work, I can't, I can't, I can't make them, I can't make them want to as badly as I, as I want to help them. I can't push them into it, you know? And if they yeah. never, ever, ever do it, then I guess they were not meant to. Yeah. And that's, it's sad, right? But right. it's not my responsibility. I can't want someone to change for the right. better more than they do. Oh my God. I love that. I, I love can't. it. Yeah. I, I have And I a- find myself going there sometimes in my, in my <laughs> body, you know? Yeah. I want this more than you do. I, and not for me, not because I'm like, yeah, hire me. Cause you know, it's, it's like, oh, gosh, I can see the woman. I can yeah. see the woman that you are at your core and I can see the woman you're meant to become. And like, she's incredible. And like, I wish you could see her. 
like I can see her. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I, um, I have a, I have a friend whose younger sister is going through something. She's in a situation. We'll just say, we'll just call it that. And it's a similar situation that I used to find that I found myself in when I was her age and she's quite a bit younger than me. So, you know, and her, my friend, her older sister is basically like, I can't because she wants to fix her. So she knows <laughs> not to talk to her about it. She's like, I, I'm, I can't. Deb, you <laughs> so, so anyway, so her younger sister will come talk to me about it. And same, I, I, I know I need to let it be. And I, and I have been, I've been telling my friend, you need to leave her, let it be. She's got to figure this out for herself. I mean, she's, she's, I, I guess she's meant to go through this. It, she's got to want to change that decision on her own. Yeah. And my friend's like, I know. And that's why I can't talk to her about it. Cause I know that. And I know the second I start saying something, I'm flying out of my mouth. I'm going to want to fix her. And so insane when I'm talking to her in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I went through the same thing. Like I know how it turns out. It's not good. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't say that to her. It's she has to figure it out for herself. They've got to want to. They've got to. I mean, like, you know, said it's like it's really hard for me as like someone who like this is what I do for a living now, you know, like right. help people and help people get to where they want to go. Like this is yeah. what I do now. And having to really like step back and like, I don't do discovery calls anymore. I do not do them because they are technically sales calls. They are technically, you know, it's a 30 minute, a free discovery call. Right. And like, this is really big in the coaching space. Um, And you are taught to basically like any objection a person would give you like, oh, I don't have time and I I, I don't have the money or blah, blah, blah. Like at at the end, when you tell them how much it costs, right? right. Like you are trained to find like rebuttals for each objection. Mm. And I realized that feels icky as fuck to me (laughs) because, because as bad, you know, as badly as I want to help you, like, again, I can't want it more than you. Right. And, and I have to trust that like, you'll either, you'll either come back when you're ready, you know, like, that's why I'm like, I only do the shit in the DMS now. It's like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You know where to find me. So like, if you decide like you're in, like, let's go game on. Like that, it doesn't need to be a 30 minute conversation. I don't need to hold them through this like 30 minute conversation. And they tell me everything that's going on and all that, you know, like, I don't need to do that. It's like, I'm here. You know what I do. You know, I'm who I say I am. I'm every day. I'm having more and more clients like, uh, have testimonials of like how transformative this work has been for them working with me. So I may not be the right person for you either. Like I may not be the right coach and that's okay. Cause maybe you'll find someone else who is, and who just clicks better and that's great. And then you do the work with them. Cool. You know, like hoping that I hope that you'll get there with or without me. Um, and I only hope it's with me just because I freaking love it. Like, I just love it. It makes me so happy. Um, yeah. but I just can't do that anymore. I can't, I can't sit there and, and look in someone's face and see the pain in their eyes yeah. For 30 minutes and at the end, have them tell me that they don't have the time mm-hmm. to take care of themselves they, or that they don't think they can commit or that, well, I don't know, you know, I've done a lot of things. I don't know if this will work. Like, I, I just can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. And I'm not going to convince, I'm not going to convince anyone, you know, it's like, it's got to come from you. You have to just, you have to wake up one day and be like, I am not living 
the life that I was meant to live. Right. I just got to leave that shit alone. <laughs> leave it alone as hard just, as it is. I just got to leave that shit alone and just trust that like if I'm the right coach for them, like they will come back and they will find me and then it'll be game on, you know, I just have to leave that shit alone. So with that <laughs> full circle <Man>. moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. That is just, I loved jamming on this topic. Me too. That was fun. That, that was that, that went in a really good direction. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, I was forever grateful for that metaphor that happened in my kitchen. I love it. I love it. Oh, so good. Me too. I love it. Yeah. So good. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please, please like screenshot it, post it in your stories, tag me and Deb. Deb, what's your handle? Um, on Instagram at ginger spice. 28 G I N G R S P I C E 28 ginger spice 28. Yeah. (laughs) So just, you know, tag us, share with your friends. Um, if you're enjoying the self love for breakfast podcast in general, I I always appreciate your guys' support. Um, and with that, have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you guys so, so much and we'll see you soon. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.